Good morning. Today, as we come closer to the end of our Lenten season, the readings today are pointing to the mystery that will take place on Good Friday, Holy Thursday, and Easter, the mystery of our redemption. But the readings today focus on a theme that I want us to develop together, the theme of God and the Spirit of God giving us life as was meant to be. So, in the eyes of human beings, we have tried to achieve so many things to advance our lifestyle. We've advanced so much technology to help us solve problems. But humanly speaking, when it comes to death, we remain very weak. We remain very desperate. No matter how strong you are, when death comes, even if you knew it was coming, still it strikes you to the depth of your heart. But today, it's showing us that Jesus is not only the God who cares, but is also the God of the dead and the life, the living. So I remember as a young boy growing up, most of you, I think you've been to South Africa, there was a very famous man called Nelson Mandela, who was the president of South Africa. But he was in prison for 27 years because he was fighting apartheid. And because of that, they persecuted him. And those who have been to this island, Robin Island, who was in that small cell, very small cell for 13 years, wasn't even allowed to go out. Once you visit this island, you can feel that smell of death. You feel something is moving you. The torture was going on there. But the day he left the prison, there was an election, popular election, and was made the president where he was in prison. So he was walking out as a free man and the most powerful man in the country now. He said that I went back to my bed and I sat down. I put my head on this bed and I could hear all the cry of other prisoners, my own cry. But then I had to make a, cho I had to make a choice. He said I would go out a free man or I'd go with my prison out. He said, I made a choice to forgive everyone so that I can move out here as a free man, not to take my prison with me into the world. And today, the reading is they're calling us, ask ourselves, what is holding you captive? What is that that Jesus is asking you that he wants to untie you from? In the first reading today from the book of Ezekiel, the prophet, it's the Valley of Dry Bones, chapter 37. The Spirit of God rebuilds, revives, and recreates the lost life. It's giving us the vision whereby God's Spirit dwelling within us to give us life in its fullness. But we know that why is Jesus doing this? Because he is God incarnate. He's confirming who he is. I am God incarnate. In the book of Exodus, remember when God called Moses. Moses asked God, if they ask me who you are, what should I say? And God simply told him, say I am. And now in the book of John, the Gospel of John, we see the I am. The chapter before this, chapter 10, Jesus told us, I am the good shepherd. 
A good shepherd knows the sheep by name. He calls them by name. So that's a good shepherd. Then he goes on to tell us that I am the gate. Okay? He's the good shepherd. He's the gate. And now today he's telling us, I am the resurrection. Finally brings this to into consummation. But the story of Lazarus we've heard today has a lot of things to think about and to pray over. First of all, like bring news to Jesus. Jesus, the one you love, it's very clear, the one you love is very ill. It means that there was a relationship between the two. Every time Jesus used to go to Jerusalem, he, st he stopped at Martha and Mary's house. Probably at a shower because he had to walk almost a day to reach Jerusalem. Have a shower, take a good meal, and continue. But what we see, realize now they're sending him that the one you love, those they need you most at this exact moment. And Jesus says, this illness will, is, is too late in the glorification of God. Okay, now I want you to imagine yourself, if you are Mary and Martha, you know Jesus can do something. You've seen him making all these miracles. He's your friend. And that one time you needed him most, he didn't respond. What would be going on to your mind? I would be saying that, don't come back to my house again. Because you realize that this man has been with us in good times, but in the most dangerous time we need him, he hasn't showed up. It was a disappointment. But then, after days, Jesus decides to make a trip. Once he makes his trip, what does he say? This death is going to end in the glorification of God. God is going to be glorified through this incidence of death. So Mary and Martha wanted Jesus to come and do something. But that teaches us something very important, that it's always God's timing, not our timing. Sometimes we feel that God has delayed. God is late. When God is late in our time, he's not late in his time. He's still in charge. So our timing is not God's timing. We know that. So he's teaching us today, your timing is not my timing. When you think I am late, I am not late. I do things as I wish. So Jesus makes a trip and goes. What happens? He confronts a community in sorrow, a community desperate crying for their loved one. But Jesus is also moved because he loved them. His human emotions came out. He cried. He wept. Sometimes we try to see Jesus as if he's not a person. He's just God up there. No. He had the human emotions. He had the feelings. He felt the pain. He cried. Then he's asking them, where did you put him? And something very important, they're telling him, it's late. He's dead. Now, in the Jewish culture, they believed that the soul of someone left the body after three days. So, after three days, now it says it's the fourth day. In other words, they're saying, no hope left. It's gone. But when we read the text, Jesus is telling Martha, what did I tell you? If you believe in me, 
you'll see the glory of God. So in your life and my life, God is asking us, what is keeping you a prisoner or captive? The story of Lazarus showing us, Jesus teaching us that between Jesus and Lazarus, there is a stone, there is a rock keeping them apart. And in, in order to do something, tells them, take the stone out of the way. Take this out of your life so that I can do something in your life. There can be a direct connection within us. In doing that, they remove the stone and the glory of God is revealed. So how does this reading speak to us? It's very simple. What is between you and your God? What is keeping you from having a deeper relationship with your God? Maybe it's hatred. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's the things we've created for ourselves that are keeping us from being closer to God. It's a personal invitation to ask myself, what is keeping me distance from God? What is between me and my God? Once you find it out, Jesus says, take it away and you see my glory. So the sort of Lazarus is reminding us, Jesus, not only is he I am, but is the one who cares, who comes to give us a true relationship with him. So once we reflect deeply in our hearts and find out what's holding us back, then Jesus says, untie him, untie her. And his word is effective. Because as you remember in creation, let there be, and there was. He says, untie him, and it happens. So let us ask God to give us the day as we pray today, to ask him for the moments in our lives that we've been away from God, whatever has been keeping us far from God, he's telling us, take it away. I want to come in so that my life may be glorified in you. But everything we do must lead to one thing, the glorification of God. So as the day begins, we ask ourselves, we're going to do so many things. How are the things you're going to do today help you recognize the presence of God into your life and in the world? We ask him to give us the graces we need to become what he's calling us to be today. The Lord be with you.